This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to Strongcast. I'm Mark Boyd. I'm here with Mr. Paul Sullivan. Good eye. And we have a special guest here. How's it going, James? All good? Yeah, very well. James Thanks Smith. Welcome, the controversy, online personal trainer. Tell us, tell us a lot about about yourself. Where you from? Your upbringing? Any sports you've been involved in? Who yes, is James. So I uh, played rugby for about fifteen years. I got into it quite late because I was a bit of a fat, not active kid. And then all of the gym and getting into trying to get into shape, all of that was primarily one to be less insecure, but two to become a better rugby player. And yeah, I played rugby up until the ages of about 27. And I moved to Australia to, to PT there. So I was getting up at like five o'clock, maybe even earlier to PT. So the idea of going to rugby training at 7.30 PM, I was like, I can't be fucked. So then I started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, now purple belt in Jiu Jitsu. And uh, yeah, I'm 33 now. And you know, I can't believe I played rugby for so long. Have you guys ever trained Jiu Jitsu? Yeah yeah, 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 sick. So we got it down at the gym. We've got the big jiu-jitsu facility and the tea and the pro. Oh, sick. And yeah, fighting yeah. All the different I think actually yeah. the guys mentioned that before. Yeah. What belts you guys? Oh, I'm white belt. White belt, yeah. I've I've I don't have a belt. It, <laughs> I'm just a bit of a, a gorilla, to be honest. Yeah, it starts that way. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it, don't you feel it's... It's, it's a dance. Like, I feel like it's a dance. Like The more I sort of went into it, um, yeah. It's a, but it also feels like a never-ending journey of learning. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. And, like and you're always it's, humbled. It's quite nice to get your hands on another man and do that that yeah, dance. Like it's crazy that I missed it in the lockdown. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. now I, I love having like a play fight or wrestle with someone, and that's now the main part of my training. Where I now only do weight training to remain strong and injury free. But and then everywhere I go, I can train with people. Here in Dubai, I trained at a team Team Nagira. They're very hospitable with me, and I get a message after my first session. They were like, uh, Sheikh Tariq. Uh, Al Kasimi has invited you to go to his residences because he's a black belt champion in yeah, jiu jitsu. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, when they fucked me up. <laughs> job, and I, I won't lie, Sheikh Tariq, if you're listening, sorry if I'm saying this, I, there was part of me that goes, maybe you have to give a Sheikh a black belt. You know, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> he is a legitimate yeah. fucking badass black belt. Yeah. And yeah, he invited me around and completely fucked me up. Jiu jitsu is huge out here, though. Like mm. Abu Dhabi, I think next AGP, week, yeah. is it in two AGP weeks, pro, it's, yeah. the, uh, it's the pro, ADCC. Yeah. But it's massive, yeah. All the police get trained in it out here, everything. I think that's brilliant. Well, it's like yeah. a standard thing uh, going through the military, the police, they have to be a blue belt. 
That's brilliant. Yeah. I think the, the West could learn a lot of lessons from that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that it should be, you know, basic. Because if we look at something like the Dunning-Kruger effect, where people that know the least seem to think they know the most, when it comes to martial arts, street fights, uh, if everyone could do a year as a white belt, they'd realize how fucking pathetic they are at fighting. So then when they realize how pathetic they are, they'd probably be a bit more humble with their interactions with other yeah. humans. So, you know, I would, I, that basic understanding of, you know, how incompetent you really are in combat would probably reduce the amount of violence between people because they know how much the other people could I fuck them up. that's a very fair, fair point. No, true. People need to be humble there. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Whether that's in boxing, jiu-jitsu or mixed martial arts. Yeah. I remember at school trying to, someone was like, this guy's a boxer. I was like, yeah, right. I tried it on him and he just gave me an overhand to the sternum. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> now, every time, every time someone's at a boxer, I'm like, you win. All right? Or they see a jiu-jitsu guy with fucked up ears. I'm like, after you, my friend. <laughs> We've got Carl, right, who's, who's part of the team. And he's, he's like purple belt in he, Carl. And yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. trained UFC fighters and, and all sorts. And uh, cauliflower jersey. And he walks out and he was like, do you know the two things I look at when I walk into a bar? He was like, I look to see what women in here and I look at men's ears. <laughs> I was like, what? It was like for the mutual respect of that nod to another man with cauliflowers. Because I know we could fuck things up. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's legit. It's one of the first things I look at, especially when you train. Yours are doing all right. My left one started going a bit. Oh, yeah. It's it's quite like a nice amount. Yeah. Where it's quite good. It it wasn't ever blown up enough to get. Drained yet. Nah, but you know what? If if it did blow up, I would drain it. But sometimes I look at my training partners, I go, I'm way better than you. Why have have you got better ears than than I (laughs) do? But then when this one did start going, it hurt so much. I was like, why did I pray? Why did I put this on myself? But yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. I reckon girls like it. Maybe secretly, yeah. Maybe. It's one of them like primal like attractions that people have. But always, hips or ears. I always get the <laughs> shittest injuries. Like it'll be catching my thumb under someone or like doing the ligaments of my finger or like some sprained angle <laughs> yeah like and then I'm like ow or staff or ringworm we've even got a bit of ringworm here right now that's going on so like I'm just that, like is that from Barasti was it oh yeah probably the Barasti <laughs> no that's ring sting I'm <laughs> getting swimming pool water in your mouth but yeah so like it, it's just fine and it's such like a, a central part of my life now and then I found that uh, training in jiu-jitsu then sometimes if my life gets good or I'm comfortable, I'm like, you need to compete. And I compete because I fucking hate it. But say like events have gone well, business is going well, socials are going well, I'm like, you need to go compete. You need to really make your life shit. So then the whole weekend I'll be stressed, I'll go compete. But then I'm there and I'm like, if I win, I feel good. But if I lose, I will find motivation. So sometimes I put myself like on the hot coals for the weekend. And then if I do lose, I remember I competed in like an ADCC rule set a couple of years ago, I lost in the first match. And I was like, I was bummed, but at the same time, I was like, cool, back to work tomorrow, back into it. I started watching instructionals again. It was kind of like that humbling that I needed. So I think it's good because you can, especially when you, you experience, say, success in whatever field, if everything goes well, I don't think that's good. I think if you earn too much money or you get too much recognition, um, I think that you need not only people around you to say no, but also once in a while someone should just kick the fuck out of you <laughs> humble you yeah. Yeah. We, we literally yeah. had this conversation earlier we had it with like Lazar Angelov yesterday Mike Hearn today and his wife Mona and she was talking about you know like the success when everything's going well and you're almost creating that sort of like God complex about yourself you're reading things about yourself you're looking things about yourself everything's going great no one's telling you this can all be taken away injury can happen something can happen 
So without like the struggles or without like getting out of that comfort zone, you're not building character or strength within you, are you? Like you're, you're just in this sort of bubble of everything's doing great. I'm doing amazing. I'm doing this. Yeah, and it's, it's risking it's, actually what you're creating yourself mentally that and you create, might not be great. You create echo chambers that way as yeah. well. So like, you know, if you're only going to events where you're headline billing, then suddenly you're only going to think you're like, oh, I'm the fucking top of the food chain. Mm. Where the reality is that if you went to another event, they'd be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Same with jujitsu. I just, I love that central component. And also let's say social media gets deleted tomorrow, I get canceled or whatever it is. Say you take everything I've ever done away. At least I've still got my purple belt with a couple of stripes on it. I can go train and no one can take that away. Even if I got a minimum wage job working in a bar, mm. I can still, you can't, you can't strip everything away. Yeah. So I think that's a really good, important part. And like you said, I think kids need this as well, where we should give them either mandatory fucking military service, martial arts, something like that. Like by the age of 20, you must either at least have a purple belt or do two years in the military or do something yeah. that, uh, you know, instills discipline into people. Yeah. When we, whenever I go to Turkey with Duran, he gets a bit nervous at the border that they're going to sign him up. <laughs> he's been pushing back his national service for quite a while. So, you know, like kind of on that, that mindset of sort of kids and the next generation, and let's talk like social media and what that's become with kids now going, what do you want to be? An influencer. What do you want to be? A YouTuber. It's fact, you know, like, what have we created? Yeah. I, uh, I never wanted to be in the position I'm in and people think I'm mad when I say that I just wanted to do well as a PT and uh, I actually joke around and say I only became a PT because I was insecure about the way I looked and then I was like I might as well make this a job then I only posted content because I was insecure about prospecting on the gym floor and then I only studied nutrition and training because I was insecure about my content I've just got so carried away with working on my insecurities that I ended up in a position with like a big following and a big business it wasn't like a goal and I'm grateful that all I really wanted to do was how I had kind of small ambitions that turned into big ones. Whereas the kids now want these massive goals. I want to get now, a, a now, gold now. plaque on YouTube. I want to be famous. I want yeah. all of these things. Tim Ferriss says, if you want to be rich and famous, try just being rich. He's like, I guarantee you'll get, <laughs> I guarantee you get everything you want just being rich. Yeah. Like the fame side of it isn't quite so much. But yeah, it, it is crazy. And I mean, I get worried. I've got a little nephew and the amount of screen time that he spends on iPads. I'm like, it's... Is that good for him? I know it's good for my fucking sister because she's not having to, you know, keep him entertained or whatever. And I'm worried. I think that we're probably in that generation where we got to see before the internet and after it. Yeah. So we've kind of like, we're the own generation. We, we played outside. We mm. got in, in fights in the park. We did all the stuff. We, like not coming home from school, scrolling, sitting, scrolling, sitting. That is worrying. It's, that is worrying. It's worrying, yeah. Mate, do you know what I'm worried about? The, the metaverse, right? The virtual reality. So I was always very skeptical, but my manager did something recently where he did something with Red Bull where they put the Oculus on, they give you an alcoholic drink and when every time you take a sip and tilt your head, it takes you to a different festival. So you'd be in the crowd at like Glastonbury, you tilt your head, then you'd be at Wireless. And the camera was obviously set up in the crowd of an actual festival. So it actually feels like you're there. You've got the music in your ears, you've got the visuals, you can look around, whatever. And I was like, fuck, imagine when the technology gets better and you fucking love Fred again or Bicep. And you're with your mates, you're like, should we have a couple of beers and, you know, do half a pill and sit on the sofa with an Oculus and go to fucking Fred again? Like, because you go to Brixton Academy, you've still got, oh, got to go for a piss, got to, you know, could miss my favourite song. Like, all of these things, oh, I've got to get a ticket, I've got to arrange this. Imagine just having a little rave and then suddenly the festival or whatever ends after three hours, you take your Oculus off, you say to your mate, fuck, that was a good few hours. Go to the bar, oh, just take your headphone off, just go for a little piss. Yeah. Sit there with a gallon of water, stay safe. Imagine that. Depressing. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, what is, kind of exciting. Yeah, 
it's like a dangerous line, isn't it? Because what is that doing if someone's doing that and you begin living your life in the metaverse and not the real real universe? What's doing for social interaction and what we're doing as, as we're already humans? Losing one social to one. interaction now. Yeah. That's why I like podcasts because we're actually having a genuine conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it, fucking the amount of times I've had conversations with people while I'm on my phone, I'm like, I'm not really listening. Neither are they. Which kind of fill in time with noise. <laughs> then we'll have like a deep conversation, and I'll be like, oh, "Have you seen that?" Yeah. And they're like, "What do you mean? Have I seen that? I thought we were talking." So yeah, it's, it's a weird one we live in. I mean, there are great things about social media, but we are kind of fucked. We've created these devices that take our attention. Also like the double-edged sword of a podcast where people no longer have dead times. So people will be listening to this, maybe driving to work or doing something, whatever. That time could have been used just to think or to be free of distraction. Like I come up with a lot of my content ideas in the shower. It's the only place that I'm not dialed into something. So I feel like we're losing out on that as well. Presence. Creativity, yeah. Presence. That to me is golf. <clears throat> Getting out for three or four hours on a golf course where you just think of nothing else apart from frustrating the fuck out of yourself with a little ball. Yeah. Because you're not actually surrounded by a bit of greenery and you're away from everything and your phone's away and you're just actually doing something for you. I think it was uh, maybe Seneca, I can't remember. He said, no I, no good idea was ever uh, thought of. Darren's here if you want him. No, I, no good idea was ever thought of not walking. Do you want him to come in yeah. and jump in? Sergey, let's move that camera and then let him in. Hello. Oh, here we go. Hello. What's with the sword? This is a trophy I won for Scotland's Strongest Man. You? Yes. You're the Scotland's Strongest Man? Under 105 kilos, so the weight category below the open. What was that? So what was the, um, what did you lift? What was the competition? What was it? Cars? The, the did a silver dollar deadlift. I lifted 425 kilos. Sick. Axle clean and press. I think I did 140. Nice. 300, 300 kilo yoke, or 300 kilo uh, frame carry, 400 kilo yoke. Sick. And then stones, 100 to 180. How much are you weigh now? About 96. Oh, then I was cool. 105. Nice. Yeah, I'm nice and light now. So you just like carry that round? Natural now. Now it's a prop. Now, it, yeah, <laughs> it's a prop, yeah. What I, don't is know, it? I don't know how I got it. It's a proper Wallace sword, isn't it? Huh? Oh yeah, it's, it's proper, pro proper sword. Yeah. You know, Darren hasn't seen Braveheart. What's that? You've never seen Braveheart. No, what's that? What is that? Oh, what, what Avengers is that? What Marvel what movie is Avengers? that? <laughs> so do you guys live out here? We live here, yeah. We do oh, live sick. here, yeah. Seven years. Nice. Six years. Oh, sick. Yeah. From where? Where about Scotland? He's from Scotland, I'm from Wales. Oh, Swansea, Swansea yeah. Swansea. Swansea boy. Swansea boy. I don't care what everyone says about Wales, I like it. Right there, bud. All right, there, bud. <laughs> right, welcome back. <laughs> we have been joined by Mr. Diran. How are we? What's, oh, you got the camera rolling. Yeah, uh, we are yes, on. I'm very good, thank you very much. How are you guys doing? We've seen you on uh, stage earlier. Oh, sick. Yeah, we've seen Appreciate. you in a little chat earlier. Did you stage. enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It was good. good. I enjoyed Being it. Being the real fun. you. Yeah, yeah, man. Which I is important. I quite like the other person that was doing the talk that was in the audience. Oh, my days. Are you talking about the... Yeah, it was a bit mad, didn't it? But you know what? It's just... Every person wants to be heard, innit? That's the thing. Every person wants to be heard. Yeah, but like, she shouldn't be there answering your question, someone else. I know, but I was just like, what are you gonna say? It's, it's. And like, God bless her soul, we then did the meet and greet, there's like 40, 50 people in line, and she just starts going in about stuff. And I was like, so, picture? Because she was ready for she was ready for another hour to. Darren was on two till three. She wanted three till four. Yeah, she at did, that she meet did. and greet. You know what's actually Who crazy? This meet and greet. I, I've never right. It was good. Obviously, it was great to meet. It's always fun to like meet people. 
but there was like there was a few really rude people like yeah and we're not rude like we're, i love like obviously anyone that notices us is like it's, it's still fucking amazing but the way sometimes people just like throw you the phone and be like selfie i'm like okay cool yeah cool i'm fine how you doing we joke yeah. around people come over and they go james picture and i'm like good thanks how are you <laughs> good afternoon have you seen uh paddy the baddie yeah yeah, yeah. have you seen I've him when people, ask, nice seen him when people yeah. ask for photos yeah he and goes like, oh, paddy can get a photo say please say please and he, he like goes, makes them say it and then they just like they're just lad? completely humbled and just like yeah, yeah, yeah. please who was, was top telling us earlier and they were saying bicep bicep no take your top off tom oh tom yeah, coleman. Tom, yeah tom coleman was saying that anytime someone was coming up and getting a picture with them they were saying top off Top. What? Bicep, bicep. No way. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you're not a fucking pony doing <laughs> yeah. tricks for them. No, it was the, the interactions, we absolutely love them. Like, we, we love doing the meet and greets and stuff. But it's so strange. Like, we, I give him a little look after. I like, or even someone be like, nice to meet you. And we both look at him, we're like, we met you before. We met you twice. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there I was, remember you. There's one girl, she was like, oh, we're going to come to your thing last night. And I was like, oh, yeah. Did you come? She's like, no, I thought it was tonight. I was, like, yeah. I was like, did you have a ticket for it? She was like, no. And I was like, well, you wouldn't have been able to come anyway. And she was like, oh. And like, it was just strange. It was just a weird, the, weird. What's, the funny one is, you know when people, they come up to you, they chat to you or they're with their friend? Like, oh, like, obviously, you know sometimes when you tell someone, hey, do you want a photo? There's a way you do it. You either sound very arrogant, like do you expect them to want a photo, which is never the case. It's always like, do you want a photo as well? Sort of thing, like with your hand yeah. movements, like it's okay if you don't sort of thing. That's yeah, like yeah, the hand yeah. movement. Yeah. But if you do, because some people get nervous to ask. So when you do that, there's always like a, a few people that go, oh no, no, I'm not that person. <laughs> and we're yeah, like, they're like, oh, okay. They're like, no, she goes, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not on social media. I don't do any of that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what about people? Do you like people? <laughs> like, you, can, you don't have to, like, you don't have to be that person like yeah. if you don't want a photo call but it's the way they do it it's actually almost condescending and we, you almost feel you almost feel, I feel like a prick for asking yeah. I was like oh okay sorry <laughs> we, we, had, we had this uh, we're in San Diego right we're staying in a hotel we're like we're just chilling and I remember like someone on the live was asking like where are you guys I'd love to meet you or something like that I'd love to come meet you guys for a selfie and we're like yeah cool whatever if you see us about then she must have known what hotel we're in. Maybe she'd caught like a glimpse of it at the back of my stories. But we did a live, and in that live, we go, "We're just going to get some food. We're starving." He was like, "Let's get some food." I was like, "Cool." Oh wow, yeah. And we're sat there in this booth, and during clocks, this person like kind of walking around. She did laps. She did laps at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She checked she was, every from restaurant. outside. Hawk. She checked every restaurant within the vicinity of maybe a couple hundred meters of the hotel. Then she comes in. She's like, "Oh, I've bumped into you guys here." <laughs> and Darren was like I'm pretty sure I've been seeing you walking outside and I was like oh do you live near here she goes yeah I used to live down the road and we're like used to live and then she went on and we were like no 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 where, where, where is it you live now she's yeah. like oh I live here like 25 minutes away yeah as soon as we finished the live she got in a car drove down to the hotel and then was doing laps the funny thing about that one was it was it was more so she was she was more so excited to see smith at that point i was still like my followers were quite still very low and all that she was so excited to see smith but it was the weirdest part was is when she said hello and we, you know you kind of end the conversation she just stood there but it didn't move awkward and we were really polite we're like hey, yeah oh so nice to meet you uh, we're probably gonna go out later do some things you know blah 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 and then you're like well it's been really nice to see you uh what a coincidence we bump into. <laughs> and we're, we're sat in a booth, literally about to eat. Trying to round up. She's a lingerer. She's and then lingerer, she just kind yeah. of stands there and I was, and we had our backpacks next to us. Oh. She was waiting for us to say, do you want to come have a seat? Yeah, she, you know what she said? I just remember the exact word. 
we said, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna, I think you were being polite. You were like, yeah, we might go out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you know, put it on our stories. She looked at us, she went, when, where? <laughs> like that. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm glad it's for you, Smith. <laughs> I'm out, brother. You handle it. Then the food came. We literally get our food and she still just stood there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just wanted to hide away and crawl away. And it's a weird one though, isn't it? it and I feel for people because let's be honest, like anything that we do, obviously we do it for impact, whatnot, help people. But like everyone wants to be seen or heard. Like you guys have a podcast. You want to be heard, right? Yeah. And majority of people in, like during their life, they, they're never fucking seen. So when you do give them a bit of attention, they're like, oh my God, this person sees me. And it's special to them. So sometimes I think people don't know how to react yeah, yeah, yeah. to that. H handle know? the situation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. there any, like, some of the content you guys put out there may get on people's tits or they take it the wrong way or they just don't believe in what you're saying? Do you get people that come up to you and confront you on that? Are there no. awkward exchanges? Never, or do people been. don't have that? Like, is it a classic internet situation of, I'm happy to did. say it online, but they just will not see yeah, your face? Yeah, quite nice if they did a bit. I wish they did, yeah. But like, um, the, the one thing is you actually just experience people that are just very upset with seeing success. And I've got this concept, I call it the hater inspiration paradox. When you see someone doing better than you, <laughs> you can either inspire, be inspired by them, or you can hate them. Yeah. So a lot of people will hate on someone just purely because it's it's easier to do that emotion than it is to be inspired. So the majority of people that hate me are often personal trainers. And they get to a point where they see me with a big following or whatever, and they might see me in business class go, this guy's a fucking prick, I fucking hate this guy. Where instead they could have gone, oh, he posted every day on social media for four years. Maybe I'll do that and maybe I'll follow his footsteps and maybe I'll make an online business. Maybe. But it's a lot harder to go through that emotion. When I started PTing with Duran, there was 32 PTs, 31 of them hated me. Dieran was like, bro, do you want to get a coffee? I'd love to pick your brains about Facebook. Like, so many people just decide to hate you as that, like, initial, like, narrative. And I remember we were at the ship in Wandsworth having a few beers and uh, these two girls asked for a selfie with us. And then, like, on a Reddit thread that night, someone was oh like, oh, God. James and Dieran are trying to move to underage girls in the ship. And I was like, one, we're in a pub, so they're not underage. Two, Dieran's got his arm around my best mate's pregnant wife. Pregnant. She's, and she's like 32, so she's happy about that compliment. And I was like, you fucking cocksuckers, you literally just asked for a selfie and now you're taking pictures of us across the pub garden trying to start rumors. And then there's someone comments on the thread underneath going, yeah, classic, going for underage girls. That's what I've heard they're like. And I'm like, first, that first bit ain't even true. I was like, she's 32. Like, it's crazy. So then rather than people coming up and being confrontational, they just make up lies, especially if we look, and again, like, 
less, men are probably typically more violent. I think 90% of murders committed by men. Women are typically more non-violent. So if you need to express an emotion of hatred or anger or malice towards someone, Hit you it. can't use violence, you use lies. And that's how most women will ruin the reputation. And it is the men. ones that, they're actually your biggest fans, the ones that do act like that. And that's the crazy thing. That's yeah. the crazy thing. They know more about... They watch every live, they, they watch, watch every video, every they email, everything you say. Everything. And keep your enemies close, no? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a weird kind of obsession as well. Like you say, they're your biggest fans and maybe you, you, you didn't give them enough attention. You didn't mm. satisfy all their needs. Or you might have been, say you're like, you, you really like someone, but then they mature and they right. change into something. And the, maybe you get a girlfriend and they get annoyed that you got a girlfriend. Why didn't you pick me? The attention thing, I was in, um, I was in Scotland actually. I did my first tour this year, did my first talk in Scotland. And it was like, your first tour? I was like, we're going to this pub, let's have drinks, we'll hang out and that, that. All night, I spent like talking to people and I, lo I loved every moment of it. Like anyone that bought a ticket to come see me, I was like, I appreciate it so much and it's just fucking cool. But obviously you can't remember every person. Right, it's hard. So any person that was talking to me, I'm giving them my contact, I'm talking to you, anything you wanna say, any questions you have, answering photos, whatever it is. At the end of the night, I'm getting a cab. It's like 1 a.m. or something, we're just at a pub. And one girl's crying, her friend comes up to me and goes, you're so fucking rude. I can't believe she came here, bought tickets. I can't believe you didn't give her five minutes. I was like, did she approach me? She was like, no, you should know. And I was like, oh my God, like what? The expectations are so I was like, how, I'm like. You didn't even need to be in the pub. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like turn around. We could, you could turn around at that point and be like, just so you know, you paid to watch what I was talking about. I don't have to be here. Obviously you don't want to do, I'm not going to do that. But like, there's people that definitely would be like that. No. And second of all, like, how do you expect? And, and I think because of that attention thing that you just said, people almost forget that you're human. Sometimes I'm talking like I'm fucking David Beckham. I'm definitely not that big. <laughs> but like anything that creates any sort of attention, people think well, you're almost like not human. So they forget that you have those same emotions. You work to me. Can I exactly. Yeah. Like you should be better. But you know what, it's crazy as well that uh, in my brain, just the way my brain works, it doesn't really put names as a really important part of meeting someone. I remember Strongman, White Belt, Hundred under 104 kg. I meet someone, I'll be like, mate, I don't know your name, but I can tell you that you're wearing Adidas trainers last time I met you. You had Sambas, they were black with the white bottoms. I remember that, because my brain <laughs> thinks that's more intelligent. Your name is just a noise that came out of you when I met you. Like, sorry that I don't have the same value system as you to give a fuck about names as much. And girls are like, what's my name? I'm like, I'm not fucking playing this game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I need to know your name before we have sex? No, yeah, right. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Don't clip that. Clip that. I didn't stop him, did it, dude? <laughs> 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 Those <laughs> Scottish girls. Well, I'll just be meeting a girl. I'm like, how old are you? They're like, guess. I'm like, I, I, don't, I didn't ask to play games. I'm just curious. I wanted, you know, and some people, they just, if they're fucking... Hey, oh, oh, I actually got this the other day and it, it really kind of wound me up a bit. The guy was like, oh, James, we've met before, remember? And I was like, you've come at me left field. I haven't had a coffee yet. I'm in the lobby of a hotel. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, why did you have to put it on me like that? He'd be like, hi, James. I'd have been like, hey, mate, tell me about your day. What do you do? Oh, what are you doing here? Like anything, we could have conversation, could have gone that way. Remember? And I'm like, no, mate, I, 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 I don't. I'm, I met thousands of people this year. Oh, we met at that event, remember? And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm being stressed out. And then I was like, okay, yes, I do remember. 
I did I just, yeah, it's, it's it's hard work. My brain's tired. You know what? Yeah, this is with that fucking took over this podcast. <laughs> I didn't speak. No, like, we we say it. you guys just chat as much as you want the, or as little as you want. This is almost like therapy because <laughs> this is therapy because you don't speak about this, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you do speak about it, it can get misunderstood. Yeah. But we, I just realized this, we actually need to do this more. <laughs> like, we need to talk about emotions more, bro. But there was one time, I, I, I'll probably do myself in here, but I'll just tell the story of in, um, oh, this was ages ago. Do we have? No, no, no. There was no girls involved at that point. Okay, we were in, um, was in a hotel room. I don't remember exactly what city, but we were in Australia. And, um, we were having a bit of fun as we like usually. Let's, all right, you're touring, you're young. It's fucking cool when girls like know who you are and especially fit girls in Australia. What the fuck are you gonna do, right? So you're gonna hang out, you're gonna go out for drinks with fit girls. So I did my thing. <laughs> Smith, <laughs> Smith, Smith knocked, I'm doing myself in here. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Smith knocks on my door. He's just this car yeah, yeah, no, from no, that no. side of the good. Smith. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Smith. Smith. I'm trying to figure out which story it is. No, 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 it's not you, don't worry, it's not you. Smith, Smith knocks on my door. I'll do it. No, it's, yeah. not, <laughs> no, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. Smith knocks on my door. I open the door. He's like, what are you doing? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting changed, innit? Cool. And she looks at me and she goes, what's my name? <laughs> Smith went like this. <laughs> and I'm like I knew her fucking name but the minute the pressure came on <laughs> I shat myself and I was so nervous and so worried that I was going to say the wrong fucking name that I couldn't say it and she looked at me she was like you fucking pregnant <laughs> now anytime that ever happens I just jump in I'm like don't do that <laughs> play distraction tactics while he gets his phone out <laughs> looks at the last old number oh, yeah. <laughs> Bali was fun though didn't it <laughs> <laughs> 2018 2018 yeah like uh, of course I remember your name of course I remember your name yeah 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 so you're enjoying doing the uh, doing the tour then yeah no the, tour, no, the tours are great now you know what it's, we're growing to up to be honest now. if I'm being honest majority of that stuff is in the past no 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 that, it's yeah. off tour really when we're out 2018 when we went travelling and left Australia we had a lot yeah. of fucking fun yeah, right and it was great and it was it's just fun bouncing off like with your best mate when you're out and you're having a bit of fun. Like, I don't know, so, something really fucking random. Like if we'd be talking to a bunch of backpackers from Norway or something, someone, a, a song would come on. Oh, I'll tell you a good story actually. While we're on this <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> so we're in LA, right? I've just been to Coachella with three girls. I've oh, no. never met them before in my life. So I get a message from three, uh, this one girl, she goes, hey, I've got a spare ticket to Coachella. Do you want to come? She's like me and two other girls from Oz. I was like, Yes. So I met these girls in Hollywood. We went out for like a massive night out. Ended up going Coachella with them. It was unbelievable. And then I text her and I go, come meet me in LA. He's like, cool. And uh, we, we go out and we're like, fuck it, let's go get a drink. So we walk into uh -huh. the nearest bar next to my hotel. And these two Aussie girls walk out and he's like, hey, where are you going? And just drops a bit of chat on them and was like, well, we're going out later. Let us know if you want to have a drink. So uh, we like look at their profiles and they don't follow us. So we're like, sweet, cool. We spent the whole night with these girls, right? And the one girl that I was chatting to had a boyfriend. So I was like, fine. I was like, whatever. I was like, you're just going to be my mate for tonight. Anyway, one thing turns into another. It's late in the morning and she just drunkenly blurst out, I love your podcast. I went, what? We've been with you for six hours. And I was like, you don't follow us. And she was like, yeah, we unfollowed you when we met you. 
they played this fake narrative all night that they didn't follow <laughs> us and they did uh, the la the population of fucking la what are the statistical chances yeah it was mad it was mad that night was a mad night for me as well <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just ping pong is, back and forth between yeah. them. Shake the carrot. But this this was dating was really difficult for me like over a year ago where as well. I remember there were times that I'd be on hinge and I'd match someone and I remember this one girl, uh, she she looked familiar, so I had to do some detective work. So she didn't have a surname in her uh, hinge bio, but she did have a first name, first initial of the second name. So I took that and a job title and put it into LinkedIn to find a surname. I put a surname into Instagram. I used to work in recruitment, and I found <laughs> and I found her page. Four months ago, we chatted at length on Instagram, and then we just by chance met. So I met this girl for an ice cream, and the whole time she was like, "So what do you do?" And I was like, oh, "I'm a PT." She's like, "Oh, that's interesting." How long have you been in Oz? And I was like, we had this discussion in my Insta DMs like a few months ago. And she never broke character the whole time. And because of that, I was like, I appreciate it. it's like a bit of a weird situation to be in. But it almost felt like dishonest and not yeah. trustworthy. We yeah. sound like right cunts, didn't we? <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's an interesting dynamic for people to listen to. Because people, I assume, are inquisitive because it's very fucking dysfunctional. It is, yeah. I guess so, yeah. It's not necessarily normal, is it, really? I like, no. It's not normal at all. I, no. I had fucking a thousand people looking at me last night. Yeah. Like, just staring at you in a, in a room, and you're louder than everyone else, and they put lights on you. It's a fucking weird thing. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm, to be honest, with all that stuff, I think, like, my favourite stuff is, like, when you're out with the boys, I love, like, the chase of, like, bantering with people, having fun with people, and when people see how relaxed you are with your friends, it, it's intriguing to them. Yeah. Which is why... We're like, all right, no phones. We're going out, put your phone away. Oh. No messages, nothing. We're going out, we're having fun. And it's so, it's so much better, isn't it? I'll tell you this as well, we did this. Uh, we should get you boys to come across to like IFS, the International Fitness Summit. It's like uh, a fitness expo. Don't worry, we're not gonna step on your toes. Uh, <laughs> but we have like a, always a mad night out. We had like Charlie Sloth, we had Mr. Jam. We had uh, Artful Dodger at the last one. Yeah, yeah. And the party's crazy and I said to people, after 9 p.m., I'm not doing any selfies with anyone. If you want to go for a shot at the bar, you want to dance, you want to fuck around, I'm, in, I'm up for it. But I was like, no selfies after 9 p.m. Because the parties can turn into just a selfie fest on a dance floor. Mm. It was so much more fun. We're having interactions with each other. Anyone who got their phone out, I'll grab it and pretend to throw it. <laughs> and like, when you take a phone out of the equation between you and someone that maybe you follow, you have such a healthier, better experience. Yeah, because people are there in the moment. And that's like what's wrong right now. That's, that's 100% because that is not just in that moment between two people. It's everything. It's everything. You yeah. go down, like nowadays, everyone's so consumed by it. You go down to like Burj Khalifa. Yeah. The world's big, tallest tower. The world's biggest fountain display. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. everything going on. Everyone is watching that through a four-inch screen. Yeah, they're not actually looking at it. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not actually looking oh, at it. you're calling me out, you know. Uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> when will people just go... That's good. Devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. I, was, I was in the military for six years and the one thing I regret doing was taking more pictures. You wish you did? I wish I, wish I took more pictures because that for me, there were so many memories and those moments that now I don't have any recollection of. Mm. But, I think but we were forced, we were forced yeah. not to use any mobile phones or take any pictures. Yeah, people have got this. I've just, I've noticed in this, like in the last, since I, I guess we met all like the SAS boys and that, I've noticed like there is this crazy obsession with military that I did not know about. Like people like, you have this aura. 
aura it's audience. A it's a respect thing as well. Yeah, like when we went when, when to see Ant Middleton in, at the Apollo and like any time we hang out with like stars. You can't, you say, you mention, you could mention all the popular people. He's not very popular in the military, Ant. Who? But again. Oh, okay, yeah. But then I, I do think that they're, again, the hater inspiration paradox, I think a lot of people are guilty for because a lot of people could go, oh, I could put myself out there, graft and get a TV show and then also be successful and hated or whatever. Yeah. But the military thing, I think is brilliant that you go, you look at all the jobs and it's not a bad thing to say. I think a lot of military people, because I was going to join the military myself, almost misfits. They're like, fuck, wearing a suit to work. They're like, teach me how to use a gun and if shit goes wrong, I'm your man. And I think there's something brilliant about that. And if you go all the way back to tribalism, if we were like hunter-gatherers and we're like, oh, that tribe's causing a bit of mischief, give me a fucking point your stick. Any shit goes down, I'll stab them. That's like the mentality of it. And I think that through society, there's always going to be a small percentage of people that are willing to die for the greater good. And yeah. I think that is such a beautiful sentiment. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. But I, I also don't, like, no disrespect to anyone in the military or anyone. I, I think everyone that like, deserves respect, but when people get real, if I'm being honest, anyone that is too patriotic, I'm always like, I, I step away. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're dangerous. If you're too yeah. patriotic, you're borderline racist. That's why I always most think. Americans. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, you so, it's, but it's, it's over, called out hundred million people there, but most of no, no. But it's it like is. when you are too patriotic, yeah, it yeah. means you don't like anyone else, bruv. Do you know what I mean? But there's a thing about the media and Americans and stuff like that, right? If you talk to the people that are over there and you talk about Russia, or you talk about all of these different things, like oh, they're all doing propaganda. It's they're all doing propaganda, and it's go. Look at your own media, what they're telling you, or what like you're the top. Yeah. Things, like talk about propaganda and media and, and it, influence. Isn't it crazy? They're they don't like, see it. Russia. Big nuclear threat. You're like, who's dropped the most amount of fucking nukes? Well, th this this is uh, this is part of the reason I actually left the military. Was I think it was when I don't know if you remember there was a guy in London and there was knife attacks, multiple knife attacks. He was from Syria, but we just dropped five airstrikes in Syria, UK <laughs> and USA. Fuck yeah! yeah if someone's yeah. dropping bombs on my home country or my home street, guess what yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. go and do? Mm. Yeah, that's media though, isn't it? Dead. That's all you see. Yeah. That's media, and, and and this is the the sad part of it is the West is classed as the heroes, and and again, like yeah. even I think the Taliban bombed uh, like vaccination center, and then they were like, oh, it's really bad. And someone was like, oh, they they had spies in the vaccination center. They were actually spying on like uh, people in Afghanistan. They're like, oh, they didn't tell us that, and they were in the military and the nuke thing as well. And again, obviously, like I'm, I'm very neutral in this. I always play devil's advocate. I'm like, America's the only country to nuke people, but they're also the ones to point the finger and go, oh yeah, we need yeah. to be careful, oh, we're going to have nukes there. Like, it's all all government, they all hide, so, like even, you know the stuff with the Turks and the Kurds, right? Um, my driving instructor when I was 17, he was a, he was a, he used to fly a fighter jet and used to like, used to be in the military for Turkey. And he got told to drop a bomb in this specific location. He drops it, <clears throat> he later finds out it was an innocent village. But he had to do that. He was told to do that. He had to do that. On the paper the next day, Kurdish terrorist PKK attacked, attack innocent village. He goes and talks about it. The military go after him here. He flees the country. Because they, they cover it up. They always cover it up. You know I mean? uh, we, we don't want to go down this route, but look at Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a mad one. That's a mad one. Is he alive? Wait, is he dead? Is he no, 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 no. They're trying to... Is he still in that... In Extra, London, extradite him to US. Yeah, is he still in London? Still in London. Is he still hiding in that house? There, yeah. Oh my days, bro! You know about that, yeah? Yeah, it's mad. That is What's mad. It? You got the other guy. In, the other guy in Russia. But if he ever steps outside that door, door, but, but, gone. Well, yeah, mate, that's the crazy. Oh, that's thing. crazy. They'll get uh, Epstein, won't he? Bruv. 
Epstein. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. Yeah. I do love all that shit, bro. Welcome to Conspiracy Cast. I love cast. all that shit. When you think about it, you're like, and then, and then you go in there, you right? see the fucking fitness expo, you're like, what the fuck is all this for? Isn't it? You're like, what's this? Mate, you know, I was saying this, I was on a podcast uh, yesterday, I go, who's writing Biden's tweets? Who is that? Because that ain't him. He said there was no 50, 54 states yesterday. <laughs> like, he's gone. And like, no one for a second. five, right? We were talking about all these things. And we're like, who is the leader of the free world? Because this guy don't even know what's happened to his sons or- There was a video I seen this morning. He couldn't get his uh, jacket on getting out the hel uh, the the helicopter. Like he's just like- And they're pointing at, they're pointing the, at leaders of other countries talking think, about yeah. their incompetence. At this point, it's yeah. not even convincible. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. This is a farce. It's just like, a puppet though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not even good. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you, you feel about uh, Elon Musk reinstating uh, Jordan Peterson will be coming back. Uh, Babylon B is back. Trump will be coming back. And do you know what? Like, I, I feel, I find Trump hilarious. Like, and some people go, oh yeah, but what about the storming of the Capitol building? I'm like, that's not what I said. I find the guy funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, but innocent people died. And you're like, whoa, don't hijack what I'm saying. I'm kind but of- You've got to rate what he did. I don't like him. I don't like, I don't like what, like, what he stands for and the people that he's like he a convinces. parody character. But it's fascinating how someone like that could get into the position that he was in. It's crazy. Yeah. It shows how dumb people are. <laughs> yeah, it shows how dumb people are, but what money and influence and right friends in places get you to 100%. propel you to that point. 100%. But he, he is funny, but I just think it's so fucking dangerous that you have that person in the position he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like the last few years has just been some f fucked up TV show. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely, even the past few months, it just- Let's trust. Like, bro, I think it's going the wrong way. I think shit's going to go down in a few years, but I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. bruv. Oh, Mark's got his own oh, theories. Oh, I've, I've got more theories. Go on, go on. Just a quick one. I think all these things that are happening right now to instill the new financial system. Oh, uh, digital. The what? the what? Yeah. Everything's going to be digitized. Everything's tracked. Everything's going to be tracked. All Social credit system. Social credit system. Look at uh, Sunak. What does his father-in-law do? Or what does he own? Mm, Infosys. Okay. So yeah, I, I feel this. I think that even if it wasn't Sunak, it would be brought in because they want tax money and they want to control exactly. everything. And also imagine this, right? Imagine you've got a character like Andrew Tate. All they've done is delete his socials, but it hasn't actually slowed him down. But what if they could control where he spends his money? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when, that's yeah. That's they say, oh, you can't Caps. use your money on a jet. Why? Because the social credit system won't allow it. And yeah. the scary route is going down the, oh, carbon emissions. You can't be eating red meat. Yeah. That's man. the right word. But you see, like, when it comes to, like, controlling money, like, these corrupt countries already do that. Not They don't do it in the West, but, like, in Turkey. Inflation. Definitely, definitely here, but, like, with individuals. So, for example, there's, do you guys watch football or watch football before? Like, Hakan Shukur, one of the all-time best strikers in the world, Turkish guy, he's one of the all-time best strikers in the world. He said something against the government. He fled, they stopped all of his banks. He's an Uber driver in Chicago. He's a multi-millionaire in Turkey, but they've cut off everything. You, yeah, it's crazy. You don't actually own your money. No, you don't. And like no. they, they can definitely just shut it down whenever you Oh yeah, 100%. I, so, I think in China, I think there's a limit, isn't there, on monthly personal withdrawals of what they're actually allowed to take out of the country, like out Lebanon, of the banks. Lebanon, right? yeah. But Lebanon's that's, that, the, that's the highest road. Like there's something like 1.3 trillion has left China in like money laundering. And, and also their, like their, uh, <laughs> their housing market is maybe about to collapse. 
from the way they do oh, stuff. Well, we'll see how your manifesto pans yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nurse. Because if you had any doubts, you'd, <laughs> yeah. pull, you'd pull your cash out and just stockpile it, even losing it to inflation or whatever. But you can't do that now. And even they just changed the notes in the UK. So anyone that had old 50s, bruv, have to change them in. Why do you think I'm not getting rid of my Turkish passport, bruv? I could easily get the Australian one as well. But I'm gonna, if shit, when shit goes down in the West, bruv, I'm going to the mountains, chilling there to some quads, <laughs> animals, yeah, yeah. get some wild mushrooms, magic mushrooms, have a trip every weekend. Now me ride some horses. Mate, I'm gonna get I'm not gonna have seven wives there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be walking on a beach somewhere in Australia with a metal detector looking for treasure. <laughs> I can actually imagine you like that with your budgies. Simpler lives. <laughs> Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Talking about cancel culture, what's your thoughts on all that that's going on? I know you met up with Andrew Tate. What's your opinion on it all? I, I, um, if I'm being honest, me, I, I met him very briefly. Um, he was nice to me. He knows what he's doing. I think he's a very smart individual. I don't agree with everything that he says. I definitely don't agree with everything that he says. I think the things that he say and the way he says it is a very smart way to separate the audience that he knows he's going to buy from him compared to the ones that won't buy from him. And because so, and he says a lot of things where people are like, fucking hell, he's right. But then he almost goes too far and it makes people turn on him. That's the only, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't know. Well, the thing about cancellation is, right, this is the beauty of it. I thank fuck that people aren't cancelled for being mis- or pro- promoting misinformation because I made a career out of it. Because say Dr. Burke or whoever it is on social media is spouting shite. God bless that they haven't been silenced because that gives me the chance to rebuke, I can have a rebuttal. So I see an opposing standpoint. Instead of me trying to silence them, I take their standpoint, I bring it into discourse and I bring my counter argument. That's how things have been solved for years. It's called debate. And I've made to, I've cornered that part of the industry and made it fucking a center point of what I do. People of the world, when Andrew Tate was growing or even anyone similar, instead of canceling him, take what he said and fucking make content out of it to go, this is what he said, this is why it's wrong, this is the danger it potentially has. Because by canceling him, you're not educating the people that you're so worried about. People go, we're worried about young men growing up to be misogynists. Instead of just canceling him, making him quiet or pushing him to another social media platform, actually come with some common points as to why he's wrong. Because I could do that. I would ask him, I would ask him, why do you think that? Don't you think 
don't you think it's like this? But the problem is people, instead of, they get angry and frustrated, I think, because we've had this. And have you seen times. the woke people with purple hair in the streets that just scream if you're trying to say something? And like, painting the fucking Aston Martin walls and oh, themselves. Mona the Lisa and that. They did something. Yeah, paint, mashed yeah. potato and fucking paint, sticking themselves. The but do you think there's a, an agenda behind all this? This cancel culture, the way people are acting. Is there a, an agenda behind it? I think, I think there are a lot of losers. And <laughs> yeah. so no, not even just like painting that, right? The most important thing you need in life is really purpose. You need something. And if you're a, a fucking loser at 23, 24, and you have no purpose, you've got no friends, you spend all day on Twitter, you've got no job that's got any career progressions, you've got nothing in life, and you are a, a loser, a social justice warrior personality gives you purpose, even if it's incorrect. And I think for them, they finally have found people they share values with and they feel like they have a purpose, irrespective of, if a million people do something stupid, it's still stupid. So what, what's that saying? There's like a set, I think, I think, I don't know, it might be a military thing even, like strong, strong oh, men create so you got good it. life and good life creates weak men and weak yeah, men create yeah, yeah, yeah. a hard. bad life or something Weak like men create hard times, hard times That's create strong men, strong yeah. men create good times, good times create weak men. Yeah, that is like, and it's, mm -hmm. and I think that's, we're in that phase of a lot of people yeah. are not, they're not resilient. They're not, they don't enjoy any level of struggle. They always complain. Yeah. They're not, they don't no work hard. Like oh, everything. That hurt my feelings. Like you've got little fucking kids. And I take it back, everything you've just said to that and social media and the ease to say something to somebody behind your keyboard. The ease of going, fuck, he's successful. He's done all of that. Yeah. Why can't I have that right now? Now. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because now there is no, my dad's working in the studio yeah, 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 for 40 yeah. years, putting in graft. Imagine yeah. asking a kid to go and do that now. Oh my days, What do you yeah. want to be when you come older? I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, what, yeah. Like all of that stuff that the generation has now come, that everything is meant to be now. There's no- like, there's And no, they have an entitlement that I should have that. Why should he- Oh yeah, the that? entitlement thing is that drives me fucking mad. So I think it, it like, it all comes back to that fact of this is this new generation of, oh, what can I do? I've got nothing much to do. Oh, I'll fucking cause fucking trouble oh, or say that these there's things are wrong. There's a protest in Oxford Street. Yeah, oh, I, I, care about, I care about the environment. And they're like, well, what, what else have you done to be pro-environmental? Like, How yeah. did you get there? Got in a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you there posting it on? My phone. There, there was yeah. a clip of one of them gluing their hand to the, the concrete floor and then chucking the glue bottle down the drain. They did that to art. They did that to art, innit? Yeah. I'm pouring yeah, milk on the floor in Harrods. That pisses me off. Oh, yeah. Because animals are poorly treated to get meat and, you know, and milk. But I'm okay with it because I like dairy and I like meat. And I'm like, look, mate, one of us has to come out on top and uh, I'm quite happy for it to be me. Bruv, you know what? I'm not even being funny. It's always some privileged fucking prick going in there pouring fucking milk, yeah? And then a fucking immigrant has to go and clean it up, bruv. The actual person that is like actually suffering when you're at home with your mum and dad with your fucking trust fund and you're bored and you need something to talk about you're pouring fucking milk on the floor when there's people starving in countries like I don't know fucking Turkey or whatever it drives me mad bruv privileged little pricks sorry but like and you're just you're just wasting a commodity <laughs> it drives me mad yeah it's yeah, like, you waste. It's <laughs> like pour, it's crazy. imagine pouring petrol down the drain going stop using fossil fuels it's already been mined from the fucking earth mate like you're just but wasting it, it. yeah I well, get um, it. they've got us talking about it well, yeah, but this is, and here's another thing, right? So uh, the United States are responsible for 10% of global emissions of CO2, I believe CO2. So if the, the whole of the United States goes completely carbon neutral, goes green, and they wave the flag and they go, hey guys, well done, you're saving the planet. 
what we've done is slowed down the warming effect by 10%. India, Pakistan, China, Asia, all of these developing nations are just about surviving, just about surviving. We've come so far as society in the West that we now are fucking picking holes in gender. We are worried about what fucking, we've got dudes, we got women with penises, right? We are that fucking privileged in the Western world. <laughs> all of these developing nations who are fucking working their ass off to survive, having to have more kids than they need because so, some of them aren't going to survive. And we're now just looking over and going, hey guys, you know, all, those, all that coal and that oil you're burning, we're going to need that to stop. And they're like, we had to eat a fucking cat last week to get by. And now you're saying to us, we can't burn fossil fuels. <laughs> yeah. When you've burnt fossil fuels for the last fucking several hundred years to get to the point that you're the most emerged first nation in the world. Isn't that a fucking place of privilege to be like, hey, Thailand, yeah, you know, the, those of you that are living in, you've only got one pair of flip-flops, you know, hey guys, can you, can you stop using those fossil fuels? Or get that generator, shut it off. Yeah. Why? Planet. <clears throat> It's I think so a lot of people they haven't seen they haven't seen tough times like they haven't seen poverty. like I'm sorry if you're in the UK right and you're complain if you're in the fucking West and you complain about making money you're lazy number one I think you're wow. fucking lazy clip that no He's you can done. clip that no I'm sorry but if my that's about the sixteenth <laughs> clip we've got from it <laughs> like, no, if, if my parents but if my parents can come from like a different country where they, they can't even speak English and be alright enough to buy a home in England London then something's wrong like. If you're poor in UK, I'm not saying this is what people should do, but like my family were on benefits when they first came. I was on benefits. I was getting EMA. I was getting 30 pound a week to go to college. I used that, utilized that to get myself up in the world. I worked hard, right? Whereas people, some people in the UK, they just complain about not doing this, not doing that. Go for what you want to do. Risk things. Worst case scenario, bruv, the government's going to look after you anyway for a little while. So why not go for everything instead? And people just... And to defend this point here, there are some people who are who are fucked. Their, their family life didn't work out. You got a, a mother of three kids. Husbands. That's different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that what. That's, well. that's different. Hus husbands left. He doesn't mean these people. No, no, of course not. They're in a position where if they worked every single hour they could, they don't even have enough to pay the bills. But you're right. There are so many people that are like, oh, cost of living crisis. It's got me so bad. And you're like, whoa, well, you're still in Surrey House every weekend, chucking yes. vapes in the smoking area. You still go to Ibiza like every but year. Majority of that thing, the things I'm saying is not. It's not even for that gen age or that generation. It's actually like the 18 to 24 year old. Where you know what drives me mad, yeah? Bro, I'm coming in with the clips today, bro. I've been holding this in for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what drives me mad? You know when you meet like 23, 24 year olds in Seoul House or wherever these like fancy kind of whatever places. All the labels of, I'm a director of this, this, that, CEO of this, I have created this, I'm a founder of what? What are you a founder <laughs> of? What are you what? a founder of, bruv? You live with mum and dad, you prick. Like, yeah. what are you a founder of? I'm confused, do you know what I mean? How, how do you think we fix it? Oh, that's a tough one, bruv. Hey, Smith, you wanna back it while I think? <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to the parents, like. Do you know what? I, I actually think we're not as broken as we like to think. I think we, and we, if we look at society as a whole, we, we forget the biggest problem we make as humans is not looking at how far we've come. Mm. Like, you know, people were shitting in the streets like, what, 150, 200 years ago? And I think labeling as well. I think yeah. nowadays we're so quick to label something as like, something, there's a problem. Like we're, like we're doing pretty well. Like we're, Elon, Elon's gonna save us all uh, <laughs> for a start. But like, Fair enough, the economy's gone to shit. Fair enough, there's a pandemic that was poorly managed. Fair enough, we got all this shit. Like, there's going to be just a... 
there's going to be a compensation and overcompensation. It's like fishtailing in a car when you're taking off. And I think we're just experiencing a bit of the turbulence either side. Ultimately, this is the thing. Human beings are good people. Even these fucking idiot cocksucking nutters spray painting garages, they're actually doing it because they want, they're, they're doing it because they think they're good. Even these wokest fucking annoying oh. people on Twitter who are like, hey, you gotta get my pronouns. Oh, we gotta protect trans people. Their motives behind it are actually good. Human beings are kind. Human beings work as a collective. Even everyone's looking out for each other, but we're just so divided and put into If I'm characters. being honest, I don't agree with that, bruv. I think humans are fucking they think they're too good now. I think a lot of people don't realise how good they've got it. I think that's the point. They don't realise how good they've got they it. They don't realise how good they've got it. Maybe we do need to go into turmoil and have a blackout, no electricity and Wi-Fi for five years and we'll fight, fight each other and, and come back around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it sounds mad, but like, it might be like this Sitting mad over reset. there, Cushy with his purple belt. Let's all fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, mate, I'm trying... <laughs> mate, what do you think I'm training for? <laughs> it's the end of the world. It's the better, great reset. Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a <laughs> but like, I think a reset would be a reset. I think a reset would be mad. I think COVID was a good reset. Like, oh, good. Don't clip that. <laughs> Don't clip yeah. that. Doing cartel today, uh, yeah. that millions of deaths was great for humanity. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm talking more so about like having to stay home and realize that it's not that bad if you don't go on fucking brunches every fucking Saturday with yeah. your friends and waste stupid money. 20 pound on Avalon Toast. And then complain about your life after. Oh, wait, talking about this, uh, <clears throat> 46 pound on two coffees? Yeah, I paid 36 on first day and Smith paid 46. Darren nearly pulled a hip flexor doing a runner when the bill came. <laughs> Smith's full of shit, bro. He's full of shit, yeah. Listen, the last couple of days I've been getting, oh, okay, the day before yesterday, you got it. But yesterday I got the coffees and I was like, fuck, you know, 36 pounds. Smith will catch something, yeah. He'll be like, I'm running with this. Next me, you know, I look like a fucking, like a stink. And I'm like, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I need to Is get this what new, you've been doing in the fitness I need to get the new iPhone so the camera will pick up the moths that come out of your wallet. <laughs> Bruv, you haven't even, the buy active have paid for everything, innit? <laughs> They're winking over there. <laughs> They're winking over there. Seriously, yeah, can't Right, let's, let's bring the, uh, the telescope back into the microscope of the fitness industry and the bubble of what we're, what we're living in and we work in. What do you think the state of that is currently? <laughs> there's, there's, Come on, we want honest answers. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of confused people in the rooms near us, right? Where yeah. soon they're, they're not, they're, all they care about in life, working on insecurities is one of my biggest bits of advice that I give people. If you're insecure, work on it. Unfortunately, just growing heinous amounts of muscle for a lot of people is the be all and end all of their life. And very soon, maybe not so soon for a lot of people, I'm not sure they're gonna realize, was it all worth it? Now you got, you had some fucking top responders in here today. You had Ronnie Coleman, you had Mike Cohen, you had the top 0.1% of people that made a career out of it. Unfortunately for the rest of the people in amazing shape, no one's ever gonna know their name, know what they did. They're never gonna make any money. Guys in crutches, bruv. They're never, yeah, and like. Ronnie, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what his, his regret one regret is? Not getting the third rep. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, on that 800 pound. Was it 800? <laughs> and like, life, life goes past really fast. And I think the biggest shame is that a lot of those people in that room might not have any purpose and they try and build purpose through training. And that never benefits really anyone around you. Like, I love the idea of learning martial arts. I teach on a Friday, I wanna teach my kids. <clears throat> I wanna do sessions for free. I wanna, you know, 
have a business that serves other people, I want to write books that can change people's lives, I have a purpose, it makes me very happy. If your life is bodybuilding and promoting branching amino acids, I don't think that you'll really make it to 70 or 80 and go, fucking hell, I did well with that time. On I want to add, on the, add to that. The majority of bodybuilders that I met have met over the years, especially like the, I guess we've seen in the fitness industry in the UK, all of the ones that I've met, they usually start because they're trying to, they're basically they're not working on the things that they need to work on. So instead they think working on their physique will fix it, which is why actually you get all these inspirational fucking quotes when someone's doing a pose going like, well, I can't even, it's too cringe. I can't even say one. Like the you know only workout yeah, yeah. you'll regret is the workout that you don't do. <laughs> yes. Like that one. It's shit like that. Yeah. Where they're like, actually they're like, I'm sad inside. I need to work on my relationship with my mom and dad. But instead I'll go to the fucking gym. Like they're avoiding, they're the avoiding. Mask. Yeah. They're avoiding what they need to do. And you can see it from the way people walk. You can see it from the way people like, look at you. There's people that, I give someone eye contact when I chat to them. And when I chat to some of these bodybuilders, like the legit ones here are called big respect. You do it because you love it. You see the ones that even hide their bodies, like because they're not doing it for that reason or whatnot. But you, you, some, you, when you talk to someone and you look into their eyes, you can see emptiness if they have, if they have emptiness or not. And a lot of the times the people that are hiding it are hiding behind that mask, you see it. And why is it that there's a, sorry, I'm sorry to do this, but there's a lot of people with eating disorders getting medals today. Yeah, that is fucked. <laughs> like, if your if your daughter was anorexic at 25, that would be a really tragic thing. And not fertile. Yeah, but if she goes through a menorrhea and she's got a low body fat percentage yeah, enough that she develops eating disorders, but she's packed on a bit of muscle, running a bit of anabol that her coach gave her, she's taken T3s for her thyroid and she ran clenbuterol, you're drugging people up with an eating disorder, spraying them in fake tan and saying, hey, here's a medal for doing it better. That, that girl, she fucking obviously caved in a few weekends and ate a bit more than you. So she's not even going to get a pro card. But you, you stuck to your eating disorder. Have a fucking Which, medal. by the way, this pro card, she has bullshit, bruv. That's bullshit, we agree. bruv. We, we pro card. Agree. Pro card for what? I remember here's like, one for you. Yeah. On the day you competed as a strong man, mm -hmm. you performed your best. Yeah. On the day these people perform here, they perform their worst. Yeah. Yeah. metabolically, physiologically, psychologically, they are at their worst. <clears throat> and that smile that they're portraying on stage is absolutely fake. Yes, yeah, I, I, I've done 20, 20 30 <laughs> He's got a bit shows. of bounce on the note. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm can attest to everything. I've like- You've done 20, 30 what? Like men's physique, bodybuilding shows, classic physique. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Yeah, 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 sick. I, but I started, and this is genuine and whether people believe this or not. Yeah, yeah. I started it out of boredom because I was working away like oil rigs here, there and everywhere and I yeah. was getting in the gym and then I did my nutrition courses, did my PT, my side yeah. bit, enjoyed it and wanted to do it. And mine was, I had nothing that I was working for so I wanted to challenge myself. Mm. Like I've done my ACLs and my legs and stuff like that. So sports and different things that I couldn't get into and I was like, yeah. I'm enjoying the gym. Let me see the extreme I can push it to, which is where it started for me to get a personal satisfaction of saying I did it. But then that comes. I tell the you, body the, dysmorphia, the looking at yourself, the looking at myself, at the, the purpose as well. The three yeah. percent body fat going, that's not good enough. That's not going to. And that's where it changes from. I want to do this to challenge myself. To fast forward six years of going, I need to beat that. I need to beat that. And what happens when you that. like you have kids? And your dad goes, your kids go to you, Dad. What did you do for the last ten years? <laughs> I completely agree. It, it's it's all consuming. 
you know what I realise as and well? And it sucks you in. And it's hard to step out and then look at it and uh, like appreciate the Because goal. you've got... That's not fucking healthy. Because you've got thousands <laughs> of people that'll go along with you and go, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Two types of people that don't get fucked from bodybuilding is people that are genetically blessed, where they don't have to cut that much to look that lean. Like Seabum as well, he's, he's open about his cycles and he actually doesn't take that much test for how big he is. And he'll, he'll probably find it. And the second one is people that come from a sporting background mm. that go into bodybuilding. Majority of the time, like you said, you said you come from a sporting background. So I bet... Always. Like, there was always a form of competition. So I needed yeah. a form of pushing myself in competition. But I bet... It, 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 like... I don't. I know we've only spoke recently, but you don't seem fucked to me. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, no. But whereas, there's some people that just go in for bodybuilding. They're the ones that are fucked. And especially some women. I'm sorry. Some women genetically, you're never gonna look that lean, without, and it creates yeah. Without getting to like that low health percentage. And again, I had women come to me for PT that never had PT before. They know nothing about nutrition, nothing about competing, nothing about. Will you help me compete? And I go, yeah. I go, why? Yeah. And they go, oh, well, I want to look like that. Mm. And I'm like. Do you? Hundred percent. You go. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, and you go. No, you don't. No, you don't. Here is why. Yeah. Like it, it, it is horrendous, but it's an all-consuming thing where people are telling you you look great. Can you imagine? You don't believe being, it. You're unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting up at four a.m. You're doing this. You're doing that. You feel like shit, and you do. You, you look your best. You feel your worst. It's the stairs that and kill me, bro. <laughs> when I see them, there kills me. I'll probably the sad part. <laughs> sad part of all this, bodybuilding, is unfortunately. The arrowhead of fitness to the media for now. For now, and this is this is why this is actually why. But this is why we started strong. this, and why we're trying to change it with the gym and our gym. Change the mindset and the focus of no bodybuilding machines, nothing. It's all performance based, strength and conditioning based, combat That's based. Loud. I think in the West, though, not America actually. America is still mad for this shit, mm. but in the UK, it's turning. It's definitely turning. Turn, one hundred percent. You got an impact on that. I believe I've got an impact on that and a lot of other people in the fitness industry as well. But here, Dubai. They're not there yet. Not yet. With Dubai, Turkey, these parts of the country, like th that, this part of the world, Middle East, 15 years behind. Mm. And that's because yeah. there's technically no fitness culture. Like for example, in Turkey, you need, you either got money to go to the gym or it's nothing or it's sport. Here, it's like the first thing people like, you see around the, you see the Arab guys, but there's some big Arab guys here, bro. Because I suppose they, they uh, especially the Muslim culture is fantastic because no drinking, no partying, nothing haram. It's it, their training becomes like a self-development thing. Yeah. So they have work and gym, work and gym, not as many distractions, but yeah. But you know, so, the, the, the trouble is, is what's happened again recently It is in this region, like everything is, because people see the way Seabum looks or the, they see the way somebody looks and they go, I want that now. Yeah. How do I get that now? I come to you and you're a, you're a coach or a physique coach or whatever it is. And I go, how do I look like that? You go, oh, well, you take this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. And you go, you've trained for six months. You talk to any one of these people, like let's take Ronnie, the greatest of all time, whatever, bodybuilding. Trained for 15 years before somebody went to him. Have you thought about competing? He's like, oh, no, fuck that. Yeah. I'll give you a gym membership. Yeah, all right, I'll do something. And then stumbles into it and continue to work another job, continue to do everything. Like, But you have that base and that foundation. Yeah, so it took me, it's 20 years to build this amazing physique. <laughs> <laughs> but these people want it now. And yeah. then you get overuse of steroids. You get like when people know what they're doing and you go, there's a minimal cycle. That's all it fucking needs. That's all you need. A woman doesn't need to jump on Anavar, T3, Glenn, all of these things. The guys out there that are massive are overusing to the point of the bodies don't respond anymore. Why? Because 
you just said that's how you get in shape. The delusion. Blind well. delusion of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a delusion as well that, oh, they look like that. I can look like that. Yeah. And it's just that delusion. I think yeah. a lot of people are delusional yeah. to the industry. Yeah. But based on, on uh, kind of what you guys are doing and what you're trying to push for, functional training, combat training, what you teach about your nutrition, how do you see that panning out? You're saying there's a change in the UK. How do you think the scope of that across the rest of Instagram, YouTube, fitness industry is, is going to pan out? Do you, what do you think the projection of the industry is? I, th I, th I think it's getting better and I think it will get better. And I think I actually think in general it will get a lot better when people focus more on the sport than just exercising, like training. I'm a bit worried exercising. about yeah. the TikTok generation. I'm honest. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like you, everyone kind of didn't get into their fitness obsessed stage until probably 17, 18, 19. Probably the turn of getting a car really changed it for me because when I could drive, I could go train whenever I want. Yeah. Not getting a lift from my parents. But the fact that the TikTok generation are fucking young means that I think a lot of this dysmorphia is going to, dysmorphia and disordered eating and everything is now going to spread younger because, you know, 11 more access, more access. Exactly. I think that's the same with everything as well. Makeup. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. infections, fillers, all of these different things where it's like, I'm 18 now, I'm going to get fillers. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you've got kids that are 13 putting plastic full of makeup filters. on and stuff like that because they've seen it on TikTok. You're right. Snapchat filters. <laughs> Worrying Worst. times. Yeah. Worrying times. Traps. Traps. Yeah. Anyway. So what is next for you guys? You're heading back to Australia. Does the tour continue? What's going on? Uh, Smith. Congratulations, he's got his PR in Australia. He'll be living there from now on probably more comfortably and be able to go up and down. Myself, my base is London, but I'll be back in London for two weeks. Then I'll be supporting Smith on the Opera House. Sydney Opera House is the next event. Then we've got Perth, then we've got Christchurch, then we've got Auckland. Then How many stops have you done in your tour? About 14. Yeah. In about three yeah. months. And then this last fourth tour. Yeah. So we're tired. I'm yeah. going to get back to us. <laughs> going to eat some vegetables. I've heard Smith talk too many times. Yeah. This boy, this, this voice. I know every joke. Right yeah. yeah. Every joke. So, yeah. Be good. Well, stories like this, though. Huh? Yeah, stories enough. like this. Yeah. And yeah. We've enjoyed sharing them. I'll be a bit nervous for the clips going out, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be all right. All right. No, we're nowhere near as nervous as we weren't talking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's been nice. Good. It's good. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming on. We thank you very much for your time. Thanks Thank for you, guys. Us. Thanks yeah. for having uh, me. Hope you enjoyed Dubai for your last night. Not a problem. Although I just forced right. myself into this podcast. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Fuckers. Strong cast. Make sure you don't listen. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks. All right, guys. Thank thanks for listening. Get down in the comments. Like, subscribe. We'll be at the Muscle Show for another couple of days and all the content will be coming soon. Thank you very much and see you next time. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.